I bet you're wondering why I gathered you here today. Oh, you mean me? Uh, yeah, sure. Oh. I was hoping you'd say no. Well, this is just awkward. Oh, wait, wait, let's go back. Um, no, I don't know why we're here. Nope, the moment has passed. Oh, damn it. Why, why are we gathered here? I don't fucking know. You would... I live here. Get out of my house. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dream Age. Every age is a good age dream. Ah, oh, it's a new year! It's a new year, so thank you for, for being, uh, thugging out with us for, for the last year. Happy 2020 DLC to all. Yes, we are in 2020, expanded pass one. We have nine more years of this expansion pass. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. I don't want it. Oh. Terrible. It's gonna be sad when, when the, when the patches come out. I don't think you could fix anything that's happened. Listen, the when the devs say I'm gonna patch you all out of life. Nope. <laughs> you all on your own. Be good. You can keep it. Uh, I'm your host Jimmy, and this is this is my lovely, my lovely cat, Persian. Persian, where you at? Persian, where you at? Oh, she's staring out the window. Ty is also here. I mean, I do live here. You sure? Can someone get this stranger out of my house? (laughs) Anyways. So, we're back with, uh... With some... Look, now you summoned her. Oh, there she is. There's (laughs) Persian. Say, thank you for saying hi to the folks, Persian. Okay. Alright, let's go. All right, there you go. All right. So, you've actually been watching anime. Holy crap! I I was so 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 happy and proud of you. I did not ask to be called out like this. Hey man, it could be it could be worse. It could be like red. Red harasses me to watch anime, to watch the anime he recommends. Like, I do watch them, but, like, I like being an asshole and being facetious about it, so I just tell them, no, I don't watch them. I mean, does this technically count? I technically rewatch something that I watched. But already. it's still an anime. I, I guess. I guess. Okay, do you, want, do you want to talk about the manga you've been reading, or do you want to go straight into the anime? No, I'll, I'll save the manga for next episode, since, since we have a... Oh, boy, do we have a doozy of a topic for next episode. But... Okay, we're talking about the anime. So tell me about uh, this this brand new old anime that has never. I rewatched aired. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Oh, dang! I had a whole thing for it. No, how, how could you take that from me? I'll take something else from you if you're not careful. Boy, listen, you can't take my cat from me. It's my cat. I don't want your cat. I have my own, and he's currently broken. He's always broken. Anyways. So, so, for, yeah, I probably mentioned this in the past episode, or I didn't, I don't know, my memory's bad, but 
for those that don't know, Full Metal is actually my favorite anime. Period. The end. Hands down. The winner. The wiener. It has been my favorite anime of all time, and nothing has yet to take its place. So... That's because you haven't fought, found the right anime. I get. So I decided to, you know, I don't know. Netflix decided to call me out one day. It's like, hey, I saw you watch this other thing. How would you like this? Joke's on you, Netflix. I already watched it. And then, you know, after about two weeks straight of staying up until like two, three in the morning. Just to watch Full Metal. Just to watch Full Metal. I don't love it any less. In all fairness, I never fully watched the adaptation, but uh, from what I understand, a lot of people, much like myself, we don't talk about the adaptation. I don't know why. I actually really like the adaptation. The adaptation wasn't... It wasn't... I mean, compared to the manga, it's, it's nothing compared to the manga or what Brotherhood is, but it's actually pretty good. I mean, I watched it up to a certain point. It's been so long because that was like junior high school for me. So I can't really... I I think I only really watched it up to the point where it really started to deter from where the manga was going. Oh, that means like you stop halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, because that, because I need you to understand it, it really deterred a lot after the whole, um, Nina situation. Mm. And then I, I just read it because doesn't love to read. People who don't like to read are Nazis. And communists. No, no, communists actually do like to read. <laughs> but, yeah, um, he is... It's like, what can't you talk about when it comes to Full Metal? I, I really love this anime. Like, it's just... First of all, hardly anything can keep me up that late at night. At least in terms of bin watching. I could read the hell out of something until like 3, 4 in the morning. But like, the last thing that kept me up, like up up, where I had to will myself not to hit the next episode button, was when I decided to binge watch Shira. <laughs> you still watched the whole season in one night, so you, I don't know what you're you talking about. You shut the fuck up, okay? That's not the point. Some good tea. <laughs> it's on a real good temperature right now. Shout out to Lil Wayne. I love that line. You're so weird. But, um... This is not an ASMR. Can you not? <laughs> I think the one thing that caught me about Full Metal the first time I saw it, um, the first time I saw it, I got note of it, was the adaptation. I believe it was terrible for me, the first episode of Full Metal that I ever, the, my introduction to Full Metal was the episode with Nina. Oh, you poor summer child. Yeah, I, did I never tell you that? No. Yeah, like, I, it was a school night, and this is when... FMA pre- um, premiered on Adult Swim. I woke up and this thing was on TV and it's like, oh, this looks cool. I never saw this before. And fuck, I'm not gonna go back to bed. That's fine. I have the stamina of an 11 year old. I could survive off of how any man, however many hours I'll have for school the next day. And then I watched the entire episode and it's like, what? <laughs> 
I'm sad. Boy, <laughs> I need you to understand. Brotherhood compared to adaptation, I feel like I felt like the adaptation was more brutal. I think it was. They handled the um the grizzly scenes really well. Yeah. So that was yeah, the the that episode of Full Metal was my introduction to Full Metal. And if that didn't send me running, then I guess we, we were just in for a jolly good time after that. Do you actually remember how the adaptation started? How it like, started? What I meant is like what was the initial like how the actual series itself started? Um if I remember correctly, I think the series started the the adaptation started when they met um Rose, eh? Mm-hmm. With mm-hmm. the church of the church of Martel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look it's a that. little it's a little blurry. I'm I'm not gonna yeah. lie. The whole Lior situation was how the adaptation started. Whereas versus Brotherhood, it didn't exactly start there. Yeah. Because, like, when I watched Brotherhood for the first time, and then, like, they're chasing down this, um, this ice alchemist, I'm like, what? Yeah, that was completely on a purple field. Not even left field. Then I'm like, hold on, I need to consult the manga. I need to consult the text. The ancient text. I think he was in the manga. He was in the manga, but he wasn't in the beginning. Beginning. Yeah. Um. Uh, my weird experience with Full Metal is like everything was out of order for me. So I like I had to. I got introduced to the manga because somebody. I can't remember if it was you or one of my other friends. They bought me. Um. This is when logos was heavy in selling manga they bought me a copy of the full metal manga that i still have and that was basically the background story for what happened in ishval okay and i'm like wow i'm okay i need to go way back (laughs) okay here's what happened Mm -hmm. that particular that particular one i bought Mm -hmm. because that was the one i bought from chapter one Mm. that's the one i gave to you Mm -hmm. Because I was smitten with you and you said, hey, you really like this. I was like, oh, you really like this? Here's this thing that I know you like. Uh, young uh, love. Giving away something that you never intended to give away just to see that person happy. Hey, man, listen. I really like FME. Don't, don't do it. I really it's like FME, but I really like <laughs> uh, Full Metal and I really like, I like reading. I love I love comic books. I love comic books and love comic books. So, for me, reading and doing all of that was just, it was just, it was just great. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so, like, I was, at the time, I was getting this anime, both the anime and the manga. The Brotherhood hadn't come out yet. No. I was getting both of these things in bits and pieces and, like, further away from episode one as I possibly could. So, I'm like, you know what? I need to, I really wanted to go back and... And read it from the beginning because, like, every time I saw something about it, it's like I really like this. The style is very unique. I don't, I don't see anything that looks like Full Metal, you know. And mm-hmm. then the more I got into it, it had one of those really unique qualities that doesn't happen often for me and manga or anime. 
which is remembering every single character that's introduced. Like, whether they're just, like, a supporting character, a side character, whatever. All of them had their... Had something unique about them that I just remembered, like, one shot. And I'm like, this is, this is unique for anime. I can't make fun of it in the way that I do with, like, typical shonen where it's like, Hey, this is the main character, but insert quirky trait here. I mean, everybody has their has their quirky street uh, <laughs> words. Everybody has their quirky <laughs> treats, and everything, even in real life, everybody has their quirky treats. Not for sure, but it's like it didn't feel like a oh, this is just the main character, but in a different skin with a slight tweak. Ah, that's what I mean. Okay. I guess for me, I I love the animations and Brotherhood a lot, but for me. I can safely say that FME, the original from Mel Alchemist that came on TV, that was a special place in my heart. Like, for me, I really, I really enjoyed it. Like, I like, like, I love Brotherhood. Don't get me wrong. I love mm-hmm. Brotherhood because it stayed true to the manga as much as possible. Yeah. And seeing, there's nothing like seeing the manga in motion. There's sure. nothing wrong. There's nothing like that. However, I love the adaptation because. Even though it took a complete, almost like a completely different route halfway through, mm-hmm. like it still was compelling. And it, was, it wasn't one of those things where it was like, it was by choice, I guess. Because at the time when the when the adaptation came out, the manga was still ongoing. Mm-hmm. It just got ahead of the manga. It got ahead of the manga, so it's like, what do we do now? We can't really stop. <laughs> it's like, you know what? Ah, y'all do y'all thing. So the, I I actually really appreciate it, you know, the fact that even though the adaptation exists, they still decided to make a show that was much more um, true to the manga, because the one thing, the one difference in it would I would have to say, particularly enjoyed in the adaptation was the tone. It was a little bit more serious, like yeah. the the funny quirky moments happen fewer and farther in between but just just as an example like one of my favorite characters hawkeye in the in the adaptation hawkeye was just the no nonsense i will shoot first and ask questions never character and that in the in brotherhood she still is but she's she's more of a motherly character to Ed and Al mm-hmm. and even some of the other officers and it's like this is nice I like I like this Hawkeye <laughs> for me I I don't know I think I, it's just because I really like the the grittiness of the adaptation mm-hmm. it's like we're in a fantasy world but the world is real everything is real people die like he was dying in the. For me, he was dying in the adaptation. Hit me much harder than it did inside Brotherhood. I think it's because more happened to kind of lead up to his death. I can't. I can't remember all the details, but I feel like with the adaptation, it kind of. It's almost like 
all of the serious stuff happened really, really early on. If if that makes any sense, I don't really, I don't really think so. Because then, like, like then again, like I said, it's it's really fuzzy. <laughs> like, like for me, <laughs> it was like the um the adaptation. There are a lot of things that deviated in the adaptation versus the manga. Like Marco died. Marco actually died in the adaptation. He oh, didn't, he didn't live. I didn't know that. Lost killed him. Mm. Um, after Ed came went to him, he gave them the book. Oh, so basically around that time, what would have been Brotherhood, um, where Lust came to Marco. Mm-hmm. Instead of it just being like a, hey, we teefing you so you could come and make more Philosopher's Stones. It was like, nah, bro, we straight up murdering you. Yeah, they murdered him because it's like, we know you told the Fumel brother something. We know you mm-hmm. told him something. So, mm-hmm. the Albert brother, sorry. We know you told him something. So, it's like, you worked with us before, so, you know, you know too much, so we can kill you. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, they knew how to make a philosopher's stone at that point in time. But uh, there was a whole lot more stickier situations with it. Mm-hmm. With um, the adaptation. If I remember correctly, Marco died. Um, Scar, I think, died. Like, a lot of the characters got switched around. Because um, by the time they were introduced in the manga, the anime was already farther ahead. Like, mm-hmm. Ling and... Um, yeah, none of none of the Mei-Ling. guys from yeah, they, Shing, they weren't. Yeah, in. they they weren't there at all. Yeah, that one I remember because like when I when I watched Brother and I was like, who the hell are these guys? Yeah, <laughs> I mean they're cool, but like, what? Yeah, they 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 weren't in the adaptation. Um, uh, Wrath was Pride. Yeah, I remember that Wrath was Pride. Pride Sloth was, was Sloth was, Sloth was like mom. a shapeshifter. No, right? Sloth was oh, it mom. was just their mom. Oh, yeah. just the mom. Because it was something like the homunculus, where I guess people who are attempted to be brought back um, okay. through alchemy or some okay. some weird convoluted okay. thing like the that. The difference between the two <laughs> was was that homunculus the. The same thing happens. So, homunculus is made whenever somebody um, tries to commit, uh, tries to perform human, human transmutation. transmutation. Right. The difference between the two is is that with brotherhood, when you try to transmute a human, you're making a human from scratch. Yeah. With with the adaptation, it was more like you're trying to bring that person back, and they do come back, but at a price. But at a price. Okay. Like it's a price for the two, but uh. um. They're, when they come back initially, they're not complete. Okay, I get They it. need stones and whatnot. That's the reason why um, when Wrath came, when Wrath was made in the adaptation, he escaped as opposed to he was being created. Mm. Someone opened the gate, and when they opened the gate, he, he got out. But he lost all of his memories. He was just a nameless face in the void. Mm. I guess I could see why people are, like the adaptation is such a point of contention because it almost seems as though where it defers the rules are almost completely different because mm-hmm. with brotherhood they explicitly said um hey we tried to commit this human transmutation and then when they dug up they dug up their mom's grave it's like that's not her yeah that's not her so it wasn't gonna work it's never gonna work yeah, and don't we, try it. yeah just straight up don't try it there's a reason why we're not supposed to try it so don't try it. 
the thing about yeah, in an adaptation they it was like the people do come back, but they they don't really have any memories of the past life. But there are only two two or three homunculus when they came back because mm-hmm. they were alive so long, some of their old memories came back. I remember Lust's memories came back. Mm-hmm. Envy was the oldest out of all of them. Mm-hmm. And it was Lust, Envy, and I think Wrath, because he escaped, he lost his memory and Envy gave him a philo- gave him philosopher's stones to eat. And when he did that, mm-hmm. he became a full homunculus. Uh, okay. Well, maybe I'll... I, 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 I can already hear one of our listeners screaming at me to not do it, but Listen. I might I might give the adaptation a, a rewatch, watch the whole thing, and see see, how you feel see what it. I yeah see how I feel about it now because okay. in all fairness, it is the thing that introduced me to Full mm-hmm. Metal in its entirety. I'm gonna say something that's gonna be polarizing. I got that word from our last from our <laughs> guest the last time. I'm gonna say something. That's gonna make people not agree with me. But fuck y'all. This is my thoughts and my opinions. I feel... Don't antagonize the listeners. I feel that the adaptation was better. Oh boy. I also felt like the adaptation had the better anime openings. Okay. Okay. You you got me on that one. Because I'm not Thank gonna you. lie. Right? I, I love Ready Steady Go. Re- listen... <laughs> I won't. I will definitely say um, the very first opening for Brotherhood was their best opening, and their only opening because I skipped past all of the rest. Of it. <laughs> okay, all right. Even but, the but, outros but, are better. Okay. Even the outros are better. Okay, so, so yeah, here I'm, I'm issuing you a challenge. Me? Yes. A challenge. Yes. You say. Okay. Mm. So before you say that, mm-hmm. you weren't really watching Brotherhood with me when I was watching it, but you. You, you came in, like, nearing nearing the ending of it. Like, somewhere in the middle. Somewhere, somewhere in the middle, middle you came yeah. in. So, when... How long has it been since you watched the adaptation? And Years. So, could that just be nostalgia talking? It could be nostalgia talking. So, what we should do mm-hmm. is really watch it together. together. Okay, you know what? Fair. I will do that. Because bro- Brotherhood is pretty fresh in our minds, yes, considering like we, we watched ended it. it like maybe a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so we have all of that in mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know let's, what? let's give the adaptation a go and let's see if you still feel the same okay. way about it. However, I will, along with that, mm-hmm. we have to watch the movie. Um, Conqueror of Shambhala? Yes, because okay. that is... Canon that is actually canon to the main story. Okay. Unlike yeah. the other movies where there's like oh, a shit. what yeah, if there thing. Were more. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. I should tell you how good the adaptation was. It had movies. Eh. Did Brotherhood move? Did Brotherhood have any movies? No. Okay. But like, I'm I, hey, I rest my argument. For me, there. Brotherhood ended up ended on a really nice note. I appreciated it. I okay. <laughs> I'll give Brotherhood that. I'm not gonna say Brotherhood was bad. It's not bad by any means. Hell, what? No, the fights were great. Watching Roy. Blow envy to shit. That was but the best. That was the best fight I scene ever. I swear, any shonen that had transformation sequences would hate a character like Roy Mustang. Anytime envy opened his mouth to go on his villain tirade, no dread. Yeah, have enjoy this burning tongue. Let me know what that tastes like. Do it. Goes to transform. Mm-mm, none of that. None of that. <laughs> we don't do that here. <laughs> A man's blew up his Roy, whole body. Roy. And it's like, oh man. 
That's right. He killed this person. Transform into something bigger. Oh, you think I can't burn your eyes? How's it feel to have your eyes boil in your skull? It's like, huh, I've made a terrible mistake. But, like, what got to me was that Roy was so fucking powerful. They literally had to handicap him before they could fight um, Father. Like, I need They to had understand. to blind him. That, that, that was the only way. Like, you have to understand, like, Roy pretty much fought in the war. And, like, he is revered for a reason. Oh, like good. he's good. Like he is actually good at what he does. Like Roy is good when he's fine, but that that shit storm against Envy that, awesome. that was straight up rage, and you felt that at when it when it gets to a point where you feel bad for the villain, it's like oh oh bo- oh you done goofed. I oh no. <laughs> I, that's one thing I'll also give Brotherhood the emotional moments. Certain the they captured the emotional moments from the manga very well because I felt like when I felt that when I read the when I read the manga the whole scene with um Roy and Envy mm. I felt like when I was reading that and he had an Envy he had his breakdown and whatnot yeah I was like wow like wow that that actually caught me like that caught me off guard like I felt that mm-hmm. that caught me right here in my meow meow. <laughs> And <laughs> he just completely <laughs> swooshed. <laughs> so when the when the anime came around, I was like, "Damn, son!" It was damn Daniel. Was Shit, you giving me all the feels. I almost, I actually felt bad for Envy. Wasn't like I did um, not feel bad for Envy in that adaptation. I kid you not. Envy was an uh, Envy was a twat, <laughs> but like in this, Envy is also a twat but like you you understand his motivation like he's called envy for a reason and not just because it sounds cool <laughs> that's the yeah. thing in in the adaptation they were kind of true to their thing as well to their names as well i guess my i remember thinking this when i because i believe if i remember correctly gotta excuse me it's been like 15 years Yes, math. Wow. Yes, math. Um, but I believe I stopped watching the adaptation just as they introduced Sloth. Because I did remember that Sloth was their mom. Mm-hmm. And then I remember thinking, because I think I, I knew the rules, which was, you know, when somebody commits a human transmutation, a homunculus is born. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, that's cool and all, but what happens when they go beyond the number seven? Do they come up with more deadly sins Wait, I just just jokingly and then it's like how do you decide who becomes what my thing sin? is is that <laughs> they have all there's been numerous human um, transmutations if you go by the by the movies if you want to even count some of the action movies as canon or whatnot, mm. or even go with the ideas. I mean, I it's did that... I did watch Conqueror of Shambhala, but fuck if I could tell you what happened in it. Oh, jeez, you want me to talk about Conqueror of Shambhala? I can, you know. <laughs> no, we'll, anyways, we'll save that um, for after we've watched I, But adaptation. I can remember Conqueror of no. Shambhala. That was my... That was my no. Anyways, um, the thing about it was, was that... Stay out of the letterbox. I will not. <laughs> um, with the... With one of the movies, they did... One of the villains... that. The entry villains did commit human transmutation. The mm. thing about it is, a homunculus is born, but it's not sustained. Like, if it's not fed philosopher's stones, it dies. Mm. So, all of the 
all of the homunculus that we have had up until that point, up until this point, they are they are only they only exist because they are being fed and they serve their master's purpose. In this case, it would be in the adaptation. It was Dante. Mm. Okay. And and the and Brotherhood, it was Father. Right. So without them, without either of them feeding them or sustaining them, they can't. No one else lives. Mm. Okay. Didn't go on Ox. I remember. I kid you not. Hey, no, I'm not doubting your memory. I know that you you're good at remembering things. What I'm saying is like you need to see if you still feel the same way about uh, it. I will I'll see if I feel the but same way. But go on. It seems so much easier to make a philosopher's stone in the adaptation. Whereas like they literally had to basically commit genocide just to make one small stone in Brotherhood. It seemed like so much easier to get your hand on a philosopher's stone in the adaptation because you only need to you only needed to sacrifice people to get to get a stone if i remember correctly okay now this is when my memory is shaky because there was a situation where um where they never were inside the inside brotherhood they got their hands on a philosopher's stone and the adaptation they never got their hands on one they still were looking for one even down to the very end. Yeah, that I remember. Like, they never found one, but it's more like, in Brotherhood, they had numerous opportunities to use one, but they, like, because of their moral code, they just didn't want to after they realized, like, what the shit is made out of. Yeah, they Rightfully stopped, so. <laughs> they stopped the adaptation as well. Um, they had an opportunity to use it as well, but they didn't use it. And if I remember correctly... Um, Jeez, now, now, um, it's the in between episodes that are shaky mm-hmm. for me. Like I remember all of the key points. I I remember those beats, but it's the in between episodes where they explain certain. Yeah, things. I just wonder like how certain events happen because like characters that were introduced from the very, I guess not from the very beginning, but like in the beginning, in the beginning mm-hmm. of Brotherhood, they were all such like quintessential characters for what led up to the end of Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Characters like. Kimberly, the the military, um, chimeras, mm-hmm. greed, um, Ling, Ranfan, and all of them. They're like mm-hmm. they they're all important. It's not like they're just random characters that were just eh. We could do without them. We don't, we don't we don't need them. So it's really hard for me to picture like what leads up to the end of the adaptation without these characters. Um, Greed and Ed had a one on one. Um, Bradley never killed Greed. Ed killed Greed. Killed Greed. Um, and Greed didn't look like that, did he? Yeah, they looked the same. Really? They looked exactly the same. Hmm. I should tell you how long I'm thinking. They fought in Dante's I don't remember house. Greed. What happened was what happened was Dante took um, Greed's philosopher's stone. Ah, uh, did they really take like a Dante Inferno Dante's Inferno route with the adaptation? Is that what they were trying to go for? I or is or is the name probably, Dante just coincidental? Um, I think that's what they were going. That might have been what they were going for. I can't remember. Yeah, well, but it was. But it does we'll, kind of ring true. You know, Dante's Inferno. We'll we'll watch it. We'll we'll see. But I know for sure. Um, Dante and Hohenheim were first husband and wife. And the reason why um, Dante has been jumping from body to body, and Hohenheim didn't want to do it anymore because he found. 
because he broke, he fell out with Dante and fell in love with Trisha. Right. And his body, his body was deteriorating. Mm-hmm. His soul couldn't just, his a body couldn't contain his soul anymore. Like his soul was already being in so many different bodies that he no longer can, he no longer can sustain a body. Interesting. I feel like if that's how it went, maybe because most people that I know that love Full Metal, mm-hmm. they they have terrible things to say about the adaptation. I can't make any commentary because, again, I was like 12 years old when I watched this adaptation and I didn't even watch the whole thing. So Jeez, I, I watched the whole thing. I love Full Metal. I don't like, know why. I, I, have no, I have no say in that matter. For me... But, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. But maybe, maybe it would be... People would still would like it if it didn't have any sort of association with full metal because i'm not gonna accuse anybody of just having the having the you know the book reader syndrome where it's like this is not how it happened in the book i don't like change and then you just automatically hate the thing because it's not matching the thing that you're all you're already in love with have you have you watched ender's game i've watched ender's game and I enjoyed it. But I've been told I only enjoy it because I've never read Ender's Game. Okay. <laughs> so. You know what? I'll give you a book that we both read that was thinking about Hunger Games. We're talking about uh, the very first movie. Okay. We're talking about the very first movie. We've read the book. Yes. We've also watched the movie. Correct. Did you still enjoy the movie? I did. After you read the book? Yes. You're a better person than I am. <laughs> okay. Like. I, I try to think about the the sensitivities and the things you have to, you know, cram into a movie because it's not like a book. You can't describe everything to the T, but then that's what moving pictures are for. But I have no reason to hate The Hunger Games. I have a lot of reason to hate The Hunger Games. I, I personally enjoyed it, and I feel like as the movies went on, they went better, but... Honestly, my time for YA, I think, is just over. YA? <laughs> Young adult. Ah. And that, that's basically everything that was in that genre. Like, Hunger yeah, Games, uh, Twilight, all that falls under the, the young, young adult adults. category. Oh, okay. Okay. I read those books when I was a teenager. So uh, they were perfect for me. <laughs> uh, so, um, uh, <laughs> like, I'm ashamed to admit this. And I hope you don't love me any less for saying this. I just might. But I did enjoy Twilight the first time I read it. Not those movies. Fuck those movies. But I did enjoy the series the first time I read it. And then, you know, when I turned into an adult and I tried to read it the second time, I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> oh, Jesus. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, bro. But then it, it's literally catered to my demographic. Teenage girl. Bro, I don't know. I, bro, so, bro. So whatever Stephanie Meyer did, she did it right. I'm like, but bro, her I other bro, I don't know, I don't know, bro, bro, listen, <laughs> bro. Okay, all right, but you know. Okay, to get back on track. Yeah, all in all, what rewatching Brotherhood? I don't love it any less. Clearly. You can tell from the mornings that I spent just, you know, having to will myself to go to bed. 
and functioning at work with only like two, three hours of sleep. That's a you problem. You just get on my case for that. So, <laughs> But that's how you know that something has to be really enthralling for me to me to do that. You know how important it is for me to try and like, you know, attempt to sleep early. No. Yeah. Because I kid you not, <laughs> like you would be sitting down on the bed and be like, I'm awake. A little piece of breeze touches skin. It's like, oh, is that sleep calling me? <laughs> that is sleep calling my knee. Let me just close my eyes for five minutes. Listen, Wakes up in the morning. Am I wrong? I have insomnia. I, I have insomnia. In my defense, I have insomnia. So whenever I can get sleep. Insomnia will. I cherish it. Yes, it's will. it's in the way that I wake up every hour on no, the hour. No, I would definitely and say I, that you. Uh, I forget what the what the, what the actual terminology is. Sleep apnea. Yes, I'd yes. say you have that as opposed to sleep uh, insomnia. I would say I have insomnia because I can just stay up all night. You no fucked up your I internal am. clock ages ago. Listen, you beat me in my internal <laughs> your clock. Your sleep alone. pattern is a whole freestyle. I need you to understand. Like I could go to sleep at any given time. Uh huh. In the day. But at night? <laughs> sure. But anyways, we will. I'll take you up on your challenge. I will rewatch the adaptation. We will rewatch. We will rewatch the adaptation together, and I will try not to look at it through nostalgia goggles and look at it, and I'll see if I still feel the same way about it. I mean, honestly, like considering the age gap, I don't think you'll have that issue. Either you'll like it again, you'll like it as much as you did before, or you won't. Your ch- your tastes have changed since you watched it before. You say that, but I love Outlaw's Dog growing up, and I still love it. And 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 I know for sure because I started watching it again. And I I got like I caught all the feels all over again. And that's okay. There's just something that, as the young kids would say, hits different about those old school anime. Well, listen, I love they were made. Animation. They were made for people that are currently in our age bracket. Jeez, that's right. They weren't made for kids. They were made for adults. Ah. Jesus, no wonder why I still like it. So has your taste changed, or did you just grow into it? I think I just kind of grew into it. You don't get away from me. (laughs) So what have you been watching? Ah, aside from Vikings, I've been destroying Vikings. But anyways, um, I regret not watching Vikings when it first came out. Because Why? Um, I remember seeing one of the promotional videos for it. I think it was for season three, when Ragnar, when they had Ragnar as the poster, walking through a field or something. And my co-work, one of my old co-workers, um, PJ, um, he, he was he, 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 he. Oh God! Strongly suggested. He would regurgitate everything that would happen in Vikings at me. Mm, don't you just, don't you just and love that when, was, was when like, people try to get you to watch something by just telling you things you have no context for? Like you say <laughs> that and I get it, but it was like him describing it had me so enthralled. I was like, I mm. really should watch Vikings, but that was like some odd years, four years ago, give or take. Oh, it's been that long. Yeah, I, I, is, I thought it was like a recent thing. No, Vikings is finished. Vikings is being finished. Mm-hmm. Netflix just got it. Okay. I won't say they just got it this year, but they, you know, they have it. Okay. So my thing was uh, watching. But anyways, um, the last anime I watched that was not for Mel Brotherhood because I was watching Brotherhood 
with thing yeah was Knights and Magic or Magic and Knights however the fuck you pronounce it I mean I think it's Knights and Magic Knights and Magic okay there we go um it is insert generic isekai beginning here I died in my past life and I was reincarnated in this new life as a child but I retained all of my memories of my past life didn't you talk about this before I by listen to me I told you <laughs> if you if you have literally watched one isekai you have seen them all that's that's unfortunate <laughs> like listen like whenever you started that's my thing with isekais like they're interesting as a genre and that's the thing they it's become its own genre now it was it always fell under supernatural or shonen or something like that or magic world or magic or something like that you know some other some other genre isekai is now its own genre that is how popular it is. But I've watched the entire... I love uh, when tropes become such a thing that they don't even get called out anymore. They just get a trope name. They just get a trope... Like, You're this now. <laughs> like, Isekai was the terminology that they used for initially. And the terminology became the genre. Well, alright then. So, you know... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. But with Knights of Magic, um... Fuck you, Red. Um, wow. Uh, basically, this kid, this guy dies. Does he even listen to this podcast? He does. Well, he listened to one episode. I sent him the last episode, but anyways, I digress. Um, I, I started watching it, and basically, how, what it is with this world is. I can feel your enthusiasm from here. Listen, I will definitely say one or two things about it. Like, like, let me paint you a picture. Like, as he started talking about it, he put his feet up on my chair. He started slouching further back into his... Like, he's almost laying down oh, in a chair. Like, I don't... <laughs> I will say one thing. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that for later. I'll leave that for later. Okay. But, um, basically, uh, it's a guy beginning here. A guy dies, reincarnates in this new world, retains all of his memories from his past life. So, he's essentially a genius in this new world. Not because he's an actual genius, but because he's just he just has the knowledge of an adult hmm. as a child. Ah, uh, so he's. I'm not gonna make that comparison. Anyways, right? So he has the knowledge. Detective of, Conan. He has <laughs> knowledge of an adult as a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So in this world, um, the thing that he likes to do is he likes to build Max when back when he was back in his own world. As you do. So, he, coming into this new world, he didn't really have any motivation or anything to do anything else other than to exist. Until he saw a mech, a real-life mecha suit. And he was like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be a knight. I'm going to turn this show into Gundam. Literally, that's what he did. <laughs> Anyways, right? He's like, hey, man, I want to be a knight so I can ride a mech. And you need magic in order to... Pilot the 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 mech suit. Ergo, knights and mech, knights of magic. No. You know anime. Anyways, right. So moving on. These names. The thing about it was was like, he legitimately started doing something good. Like, let's put it like let's put it in terms of cars, right? Remember, like back in back in the ye old days of black and white films where they had the 
the metal cars with the huge ass wheels that can only you know like the old timey cars yeah i forget what they're called like the re- real retro cars right thus that would be what their mech started off as in comparative comparative wise okay what he did was essentially got their mechs to be teslas hmm. but he has the best tesla where everybody is driving on wheels he's driving on air Okay. That's essentially what happens. Like, every, like, he, he remade mechs. He remade their mechs. He improved their battle prowess and whatnot. Improved everything. Proved himself at a young age. Keep in mind, he's only 12. He's only 12. Mentally or? Physically. Physically. Okay. Then I guess it doesn't matter. Like, he started off at the age of six. And he was like, okay, I'm skipping it. He started off. He started off going to the academy, at a young age, at the age of six, when he was a prodigy, not a prodigy, a prodigy. Okay. And what he did was, he asked the instructors, "Hey, if I can, if I can pass the basics, can I be allowed to move to the more advanced classes?" And it's like that means you will have to understand the fundamentals of magic. And it's like. I like to do it. And he was like, well, go ahead, show us. And then where everybody was making, like, all the other kids were making, like, small little flames and stuff like that. And they shooting it at the targets and, you know, they poofing out, but they hitting the mark or whatnot. He blew them up. Like, he essentially, where everybody was using wands, he was using a gun. And I am not joking. I am actually not joking. Where people were using wands, he was actually using a gun. All right. So, uh, fast forward a couple of years, he's now the top of his class, top of everything, top, you know. So he is remaking all of their mechs and whatnot. He legit made a prototype for the first flying mech. That was his. And I kid you not, it was like, why are you even here? You don't need help. You, well, you don't need to do anything. He wouldn't have a story if I went somewhere else. And and it was like, oh my god, this is, where have I seen this before? And now I remember where I saw it before. It's Kenja no Mago. <laughs> because with Kenja no Mago, it's like, I die, but I reincarnated into this new world, but I kept all of my memories, and now I'm being raised by the previous strongest people in the world. I need a list. But now I'm stronger than them because I have all of my knowledge and their knowledge at a young age. I really need a list of shows that start off with that exact same sequence of words. It's like I died. <laughs> I but, died, but yeah. I re- and I was reborn, but I retained all of my memories. It's like oh. listen, you don't need to read any of the reseries. That time I was reincarnated as a slime. That time I was reincarnated as a sword. That time I was reincarnated as a sp- no, as so what I'm a spider. As I'm a spider, so what. Like, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of isekais. I'm sorry. There's a lot of them. Is it like... Tales, but with reincarnation? Yes! No, thank you. The only difference is... Is like... In some of the re-series... Is like... The re... The time I was reincarnated series... Is that... They all seem to intertwine at some point in time. Hmm. But that's about it. Okay. Now, with Knights of Magic... I think that was out like... Maybe four years ago. So it's like, it's fairly old. It's a fairly old thing. But it caught my interest because I saw 
Because I saw a trailer on, well, I saw a clip on YouTube of when he was using, essentially, the gun to blow up all of the the targets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, this looks neat. Let me go in. Let me go and look it up. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. And my interest started, if I if I can put it on the scale, my interest went from, it, it was at a, it was like at 80. I don't be fair. I was fairly interested in it. It started off at 80. By the time as I got like halfway through the series, I was more like at 40. And like closer to the end, I was down to like, why did I even watch this? Not to say it was bad, but more so like. You've seen it. I've seen it. Mm. It's the same story, but in a different set. Okay. I think. I was okay. I was telling you about the situation before when it was happening, right? Here's the thing. Like, I kid you not. When I, when the situation happened, I kid you not. I lost my bra. <laughs> I, I've I've lost I've lost all of my can or my could. <laughs> Princess of this kingdom mm-hmm. is captured. Correct. Knights come to see Because you. you wouldn't be a princess if you haven't gotten kidnapped at least once. At least once. Got kidnapped. Abducted. Whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Guy comes in. It's like, I'm here to save you. Why? It's like, your people need you. I'm useless. It's like, what you? but you need to live. Why? So you can protect your people. I'm useless. I'm. This is almost verbatim, by the way. It's <laughs> like it's just turned over. So line, line. That's what it felt like. <laughs> okay, and but after a while of this back and forth of I'm here to save you. You need to live. Why I'm useless. No one needs me. So forth. That's like he he pledges his fealty to us. Like I swear, I swear for as long as I'll be alive, I'll be your knight. And when he says that, I was like, so you'll protect me? You don't think... No, nah, you dumbass. I just decided <sighs> to come and risk my life for absolutely like, no reason. It's like, oh my <laughs> god. Like, it hurt. It hurt me. It hurt me so much. It hurt me. It hurt me on, it hurt me on a physical level. Like, I remember it was a Sunday when I was watching that episode. And I, sh- and I was like, oh my god! And Ty was like, what happened? I was like... Uh, let me tell you about the situation. And he did indeed tell me about the situation. And it was pretty bad. So it sounds pretty dumb. It, it's, it's, it's dumb. My thing is, is like, with most mech suits, I expect the main character or the protagonist, whatever you want to call it, to have a pretty OP mech by the end of the series. But comparatively to like things like Gundam and whatnot, Gundam and Zoids, which are arguably my favorite um, mech animes, even mm-hmm. Code Geass, which didn't, which really shouldn't have been a mech anime, should be more psychological. But anyways, um, the protagonist had an OP. They had a pretty good mech at the end, but it wasn't at the cost of anything. Like, if you think of, um, if you think of Gundam Wing, with Hero versus, um, oh good, good lord, I forget his name. Guy with the white hair, yeah, the tall geese. Like I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but that was the thing. Like their mechs were almost like on the same level. Right. And the thing about it was, is like, it made 
it made for a good fight. It's like I have OP. I have a OP mech. You have an OP mech. Let's you know throw Let them us at do each other. OP battle. Right. Or even with Zoids with um with Big Cloud, mm. like how we had all the different armors and whatnot. Like as strong as um all those different lager armors were, like if he didn't have the right armor on, he would just be in a lose situation. And even in some situations, he still wasn't the best. Mm. He still had to fight for it. And then you then you're here and you got everybody on the line of this motherfucker in the sky with his nineteen arms and shit. So what you're saying is is like even though it's even though it's something that's been done before, you you still expected like at least you know something to keep you invested. Yeah, the only thing that kept me invested was the fact that I started. Oh, that's awful. That's, yeah. that's an awful feeling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> because it's like they there was a war and whatnot, and apparently there was another guy who was there, whereas he had a flying mech, they had a flying fortress. And you would think that, oh man, a flying mech versus a flying fortress, who's going to win? Obviously the fortress, nah. Because <sighs> the only thing he did was, it's like, oh, you have a flying fortress? I too shall have a flying fortress and a flying mech. And now you can't win. It's like, Stakes, what are those? <laughs> it's like, uh, it was... Let me not say it was bad. It wasn't bad, but it didn't keep my interest. It didn't keep my interest for the... For the sake of it being good. I kept my interest because I just wanted to finish it. Mm. That was it. That, that was it. That's mm. all I wanted. It was to finish it. To see how it felt at the end. You know what? You're better than I am. Because like, if at any point I'm only watching something just for the sake of finishing it. It never gets finished. Yeah, that's fair. At least now. Like, yeah, that's fair. For me, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it I'd give it a, I'd give it a 4. A 4.5. It's interesting enough to start to see how where they started to where they're going, but once they get once they got where they're going, there's no there's no change. Mm. It's pretty much the same. Unfortunate. Yeah. So I see you've been playing games. What you been playing? With people's feel it. No, I'm, I'm playing. Um, you my feelings all the time, Diamond. We're not. I, I really don't, you know. Yes, you do. I'm open and honest with you. It is my job as wife. The fuck? See? Not even the chair can keep up with your bullshit. Wow, wow, wow. I'm good wife, okay? Don't listen to him. Yeah, she is a pretty good wife. Only machine beating me up, though. I do no such thing. I have been playing... Get my tiny glasses. I'm not in the woods. No, I actually shamefully haven't finished the night in the woods yet. And considering the time when we recorded the last episode, you shut up. Okay, I've been playing a game called If Found. If Found what? If Found ellipses, ellipses, ellipses. Ah, I see. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a visual novel game. You, I believe it's for Switch, but I've been playing it on my phone since, you know, I have my phone with me all day, every day. Like every person in 2020. Yep. 
I even have two phones. Correction, on. 2020 prestige mode. Don't ask me why, but uh, it's, uh, it's a visual novel game that came out last year in May, I think. I've, I heard about it initially, but I didn't think about it too hard because, you know, I'm me. But I downloaded it close to the end of last year, somewhere between late December and I guess the early part of January. And I, I, I gotta say, like, <laughs> I've never really been into the visual novel style of gameplay, but it's a really nice... It's a very personal game, I should say. I mean, a lot of games are personal for me, too. <laughs> well, what I mean is, it's a... It, the company that made it Dreamfield, I think this is only their second game. Is Dreamfield affiliated with DreamWorks? Because I'm not going to no. lie. <laughs> no. No, I no. Because we might be affiliated with DreamWorks because we're Dream Age. <laughs> Can you not? Yeah, but uh, Dreamfield and this is they're uh, they're a game company stationed in Ireland. So this Ireland? game, yeah, Ireland. So this this game is you play as a girl named Cassio. She's a transgender girl, and essentially you're just. Do you have a post op? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Okay. Because I'm I'm still early on in the game, but basically it's just a game about you making connections with people because the game takes place in in 1993. Boy. And, and the reason why that matters both in the context of the game being an Irish game and I guess for us because we were but wee babes in 1993. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm still a babe. <laughs> like, I, I was literally only one years old. Hey, man. I was a three-year-old babe back then, and I'm a not three-year-old babe now. Yeah, but 1993 was when homosexuality was decriminalized in Ireland. So, you're playing as a transgender girl. So, you can imagine... The hostility <laughs> with uh, some of the people. Okay, you said it was decriminalized. Yeah, it was decriminalized in Ireland. But, so, like, obviously people still have the minds. Like, the mindset oh, okay, isn't but, just going to... Oh, the laws have changed, but right, people's minds are still the same. Right. Okay, okay. Yeah, the, the mindset isn't just going to go away just because you can't, you know, legally assault somebody because you don't agree with their sexual, your sex, their sexual preferences. And even though I'm still early on in the game i got a bit of that because there's a there's a sequence in the game where your first the first bit of novel is like you with your mom mm -hmm. and i don't know if ireland is basically just a different version of the bahamas it probably is <laughs> but that that scene between cassio and her mom was uh spoilers for anybody that wants to play if found i still recommend it because like you'll have an experience on your own but mm -hmm. 
it was very passive aggressive. Mm. So obviously, Cassio's mom doesn't really agree mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the lifestyle. It's one of those things where it's like she's she's in she's like hinting that it's probably just a phase that you're going through, even though like Cassio's in her twenties, <laughs> you know, like. Eh, you'll eventually come to your senses this is like college dude basically saying stuff like oh you should like uh i heard my friend's son is working at a bank and they're making like a lot of money so maybe you should you know even though like cassie is a very artsy type Mm. so yeah i think you and i I I was just in 90s in general because my mother did that to me a lot too you and i both know what it's like to like you have your heart set on doing something creative and your parents are basically just there needling you to say how about you go get a real job pretty much (laughs) yeah so i remember back when i was younger wow this is actually wow this is actually Mm. interesting but i remember back when i was younger when i told um one of my uncles, I think I'm going to be an artist when I was younger, when I was younger, because I really love to draw. And it's like, you know, money and art. It's like your uncle has been an artist all his life. Ask how much money he's make. But that's like, I don't want to do it like, for money. That's not the point. I'm like, not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I like to draw. If you're an artist, like nine out of ten, you're probably not trying to get rich. You're just doing something that feels good to you. Like I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Back, I kid you not, back in the 90s and maybe early 2000s, I would definitely say that art wasn't very lucrative, like doing art and whatnot. But if, I kid you not, the minute the internet happened, the minute the internet happened, artists, the art community just boomed. Is that like any, any creative sort of um, endeavor really... Uh, it really exploded because you're not, you're no longer just confined to wherever it is that you live. It's far easier to share your art now than it's ever been. Mm-hmm. But there's that. But I find that at least with a lot of the artists that I talk to, especially I would say like the younger ones, like the ones who are fresh out of high school and gearing into their well, not fresh out of high school, but, like, gearing into their early 20s. Basically, mm-hmm. I would say between, like, 19 and 23, around that age bracket. They're still caught up in the consumerism of art, but in a different way. Whereas our parents were basically trying to warn us that, you know, artists don't make money. It's like a one in a million. You got to be really good to get recognized, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's like that, but just in a different skin, because I can't tell you the amount of times that I hear this, like, oh, well, how do I build up my subscriber account? How do I get more followers on IG? How do I do this? How do I do that? It's like, look, (laughs) the name of the game in art has always been the same. You just be consistent. Like, if you have five pieces, all of them could be of the same quality, but maybe only one of them is going to get is going to be the one to get you on the map but you won't know until you hit that five you know not everything you do is going to be well liked well received not everything you do is going to be a masterpiece and that's kind of what we get like really hung up on it's like this has to be great this has to be better than the last thing i did this has to be the best and it's like but why (laughs) but 
yeah, like, so in that regard, because how it started is that um, Cassie was in the kitchen and she's writing in a diary mm-hmm. and your mom comes in and she's like, oh, are you drawing? And it kind of caught me off guard for us. It's like, oh, she looks like she's taking an interest. And Cassie's like, no, I'm not drawing. I'm just writing. It's like, oh, well, you know, I remember when you were you were younger and you used to draw a lot. And and the character you're playing, she's like, yeah, maybe I should have gone to art school instead. And then it, it really spirals downhill so quickly, but in a way that didn't seem out of nowhere. Because I'm pretty sure both of us have felt this at some point where it's like, well, you know, you could have been anything you put your mind to. And it's like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's like, I've been here before. Here we go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've been here before. Yeah, and it steadily escalated into an argument. But it's like, as short as the sequence was, it was... It was difficult. I guess you felt it on a personal level. I did. And, like... A, char- a character like Cassio, like... Because as to the okay, way... Are you saying Cassio? Cassio. 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 Okay, yeah. I wasn't too sure if I was hearing you right. Yeah, a character like... The way the game is played, essentially you're erasing her diary as you go along. Mm. So you'll read information and then you gotta... Well, like I, was, like I said, I'm playing it on my phone. So you just got to rub the screen and you're essentially erasing the contents of the diary. And that's how you move along sequences in, mm. the, in the game as well. Okay. That's neat. Yeah. And basically, like, where I, where I stopped in that, that bit, like, I had the argument with, with ma'am. Because that, that's how they say it in, in Ireland. M-A- M-A-M. Ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah, mom and da. I'm pretty sure that's going to be some Irish person be like, I don't say that all the time. <laughs> I like that. I I like that they keep Irish. Yeah, they keep the Irish dialect and they'll have like a little thing next to it. Like something that's clearly Irish. And if you want to look it up to see what it means, then you can, there's a context um, that you like can a look, rotation. Yeah, and you okay. could go look and see what that word means. Good, cause boy, listen, I love that. The Irish, the Irish slash will accent, I kid you not, is either incredibly sexy or incredibly aggressive. <laughs> it all depends on whose mouth it comes out of. They're my favorite. Like I love, I love the Irish accent. I have found that out recently. What, that I love the Irish accent? Yeah, that the Irish accent is actually a favorite accent. It is, it is. I took a whole shot for that. <laughs> and here I thought I knew you. you well, even, in all fairness, it has changed because my, my, wife? my favorite accent used to be um, British. Are you even my wife? I mean, I would hope so. I, sure I still have the papers, but I'm there's, sure there's also a B story. I guess, depending on who you ask, but the... The, 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 there are two stories happening at once. Mm. And the other story is this astronaut. And basically it's a space sequence. And not much happens. But so far the story in that is I came across a black hole. I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> so. That is interesting. I always wanted to know what will happen with a black hole. Actually, if I 
pretty I'm pretty sure if I like start playing it now I'll be on the sequence the sequence of the astro- astronaut because they alternate. Okay. Yeah, they alternate stories. Okay. But it's it's a it's a hand drawn game. It's really nice. Um, I would I don't think it's gonna be like super long and I I believe I only played like two ninety nine for it on the app store so. If you need something to pass the time, I would I would say give it a go. Okay. I probably won't do it, but okay. <laughs> well, I'll let you know how it. I'll probably how play it, it on your phone or something. Yeah. Start start your game or create a new file. <laughs> but um, that's good. Yeah, sounds interesting. I would like to give it a go. You know, considering that I told you to play uh, corruption of the champion, and you haven't done it since. Listen. I'm calling you up. Yes, I am. I don't know why. Uh, uh, this is the call out episode. Like, I am not. not yet. I'm not emotionally prepared for this. It's not. Nah, don't worry. I haven't called you out on anything important yet. What a suck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I I love it so far. I realize that I'm heavily leaning way more towards story heavy sort of things because like it's not a traditional game by any means. It's not something where you you know. It relies on your reflexes or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's it's literally a visual novel, so so it's more like you're essentially just reading this video game. And if you're not into that, then you're not into that. But I f- there is another game that's coming out. I can't remember what the name of it is. It was shown. It was either shown at the um, VGA or I think or some other um, video, some game showcase where it was like you're pretty much riding along driving along you and your mother in this car and it's basically a story drip a story driven thing but it's it seems very slow paced i think you'll like it if i can find i an, think i know what you're talking about yeah if i can find a name i'll let you know but i think i think you'll really like it and i think it has something to do with a mystery a mm. murder mystery or something like that i don't know because who doesn't love a good murder i don't know people don't like murders i guess okay then joe just leave it all right all right for me i'll say one thing Play Hades. That's all. Let's move on. Hades. Hades is incredibly fun. If you haven't played it, you need to play it. It's on Switch. It's on It's on PC. Either which way, it is a really good game. The story is good. The, uh, the battles are good. It gets significantly harder as you play. The name of the game is Dying. Wow, that sounds awful. Why would I want to do that? Because you progress the story by dying. Okay. <laughs> like, okay. Um, there are four stages. And every time you progress through the story and you get to the end, Hades is literally at the end of the last stage. Okay. And every time every time you beat him, you're rewarded, but you die automatically. You die of natural causes. Okay. Right? But every time you die, somewhere within the hub world, which is in the underworld, or even in as you play throughout the stages without the um, with the other Olympians, you progress a story, in some way, shape, or form. Like you're always progressing a story. Okay. So the narrative also always progresses and whatnot. So dying actually gives you a reward. You don't get all of your power ups the first time you run through the game. As a matter of fact, you don't even get some of your best power ups or some of your um, better equipment. 
until you've died a few times. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> Believe it or not, it sounds awful because the game the game does get progressively harder the more you unlock. Because of course it does. Yeah, but but wouldn't be a good game if it didn't do that. Excuse me. Um, but however. The story is so good that you don't even mind dying. At least in my case, I don't mind dying. Well, at least in a lot of people's cases that I've heard of, they don't mind dying. Sure, it sucks to die and <laughs> lose and have to start over. Yeah. But I mean, if you don't progress any other way, then what can you do? Yeah, if you don't progress any other way, what can you do? And dying is literally the best way to progress. Fair enough. So, there's not much else I can say about Hades. Hades came out a few years back. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It either came out last year. Oh, excuse me. Jeez, what's going on in my sinus? It either came it's out last. It's very cold. It is. It either came out last year or the year before. So you're looking between 2019 and 2020. Okay. Is that if I remember correctly? I think it was on PC first, and then it came. We all out know, like switch. 2020 lasted for like five years. So yeah, that does count as a few years. Well. <laughs> yeah, the game is fairly old, and there is crossplay. So. If you're out on PC, we can play. You could do stuff together. The Switch version has some crossplay, so I, I know for sure. I'm determined to get myself a Switch before Pokemon Snap comes out. Listen, listen to me. I have until April. <laughs> listen to me. Pokemon Snap has no right looking that good. That was one of my favorite games. Listen, I don't care what the fuck your favorite game <laughs> is right now. Pokemon Snap had no right. No right to look that good. How is it that a side Pokemon game looks better than a main game? Pokemon Sword and Shield, I kid you not, looks like Pokemon Sun and Moon, which looks like Pokemon X and Y, but without the reels, without the training wheels. That's about it. That sounds awful. It sounds like I'd hate it. But then again, like, Sword and Shield is the only Pokemon game I haven't played yet and the one because i don't own a switch but there's that i haven't been excited to play it and that says a lot because like i love pokemon i love me some pokemans the thing is is that po- like my thing is is like pokemon people complain that there's a lot of complaints going on with with sword shield like when a game when it first came out people were upset that they cut some Pokemon out. Like, chances are your favorite Pokemon weren't in the game or whatnot, right? Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, traditionally speaking, in the previous games, whenever you would beat the main story or whatnot, you get the national deck. So it basically open up yep. your options for you to get all these other Pokemon. Yeah. That was the best part about the early Pokemon games. It gave you so much more to do other than just the main. It gave you a reason to keep coming back and putting in, like, 20 million hours in this one game. See, and that's well and good. My issue is, is that I am so fucking sick and tired of seeing the same Pokemon <laughs> over and over and over again. And like, co- considering that they're, what, we're in the thousands now, aren't we? Um, or like 900 nine, or something like eight that? 8 to 900, yeah. You ain't got no excuse. Like, there is absolutely none. My thing is, is that I kid you not, even though people were complaining about the national decks with Sword and Shield, I was so happy that the meta had changed. No longer do I have to worry about Landorus, um, 
I think it was Therian form. Just a flying fucking ground Pokemon. Think about that for a second. A flying ground Pokemon. Landorus. And stupidest name ever. <laughs> like, I didn't have to worry about no primal Kai, no primal ground um, Groudon, a primal Kyogre. I didn't have to worry about no Ubers, no no OU Pokemon, no overused Pokemon. I didn't have to worry about all of that. I only had to worry about the Pokemon that were in the game. And that was I was fine with that. Mm-hmm. Sure, every now and then you might see a Dracopult. Dracopult is basically the new pseudo-legendary Pokemon. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's a ghost dragon, which is a really interesting typing. It has some weird weaknesses, yes, but it, it's it was fun. It was fun to play around with him. Because you can expect maybe one or two different builds with him. Mm-hmm. But you essentially knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. Now we get all the old contenders back. I want you to understand, Drake Bolt was was the main problem. Back in thing. If you see a guy have Drake Bolt in the team, like, oh man, I need to make sure when I build a team, I, I have a team built for for this particular mod because if it's on the team, then, you know, I want to have a counterfeit. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's back when Sword and Shield came, first came out. Mm-hmm. Now you gotta be like, Drake Bolt? Drake who? <laughs> Drake what? Like, who? I got it. Let me get my 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 mixer Dragonite, yeah? Fucking get out of here with that shit. Uh, it seemed like it like honestly witnessing you play it, maybe for like the first week is where all the enthusiasm was, and then like, no, the but, like I would definitely say it within like the first few months because I was really into it. Mm. I I like that. I like that you were you know you were online playing with your boys, and it's like yeah, this is like this is direction the direction Pokemon can take. Like now that you can, you have such free connection to play with others, unlike how it was before. But it's like eh. there's just something about them now that just seems so lackluster. For me, it doesn't get you excited. Okay, if I can be, if I can say a few polarizing things, here's here's what I think. Cut the Pokedex in half. At least put, cut it in half. There, There's 800 to 900 Pokemon. There is a lot of fucking Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I'm getting... But for all of its... For all of its... For as huge as its dex is, you still only see just about the same handful of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The only reason why you see new Pokemon is because, mostly because they're either pseudo-legendaries, legendaries... Or they mix, they mesh, they just happen to mesh well with my team. That's it. Yeah. They fill a spot. Like, some Pokemon don't have access to old moves. And some, the new Pokemon do. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't really particularly want you on my team because you're good. You just have access to this move. That's like, it. That's awful. That's it. Um, I definitely say, get, cut the Pokedex in half. Let people work. If you're going to bring on a new Pokedex for a new game, I'd say... Either, either completely do away with the old Pokedex, like don't make a new main main line Pokemon game that ties in with everything else. Mm-hmm. Make a new Pokemon game that is where the Pokemon in that region or that area is exclusive to that area, and we only play in that area. Yeah. Yes, it's gonna get. It might seem like it's gonna get dull after a while, but at the very least, you can definitely say, "Hey, we've made do what we had," because when. Um, red, blue, and yellow. And when we eventually got, um, sorry, 
Gold, Silver, and Crystal. Mm. We still had access to all the old Pokemon, but with the new Pokemon. But it was so good. The integration was so good. So, like, Gold and Silver are still to this day my favorite series because you had so much to do. Like, it was so nice to be able to... Like, once you finish the main story, it's like, but wait, Kaiba, there's more. Like a whole you can, you can go, go back. hey, you remember Kanto? You want to go back and beat some Kanto asses? You could do that now, too. And it's like, what? And Stop it. And then fucking Red just chilling out on Mount Silva like being a, a maniac. Like, that was it. Like, there was, like, the afterplay was good. I mean, granted, in staying age, we have that, but it's called an expansion pass, and you gotta pay for that, because, you know, fuck getting uh, a, yeah. fuck, sorry, it's called DLC, fuck getting a complete game on launch. No, we ain't about that life no more. But my thing is, it's like, at, at the very least, cut the Pokedex off. That's one. Yeah. Two, do away with the dungeon format. What I mean is, is no more going through, oh, you have to go this particular route, like, um, okay. So you do is you of... take a left at the pass, you go find this HM, you go heal this sick man, you go find somebody's ratata stuck in a tree, and then you come back to me, and then I'll let you go past the easy way. Okay, a good a good example. Um, the Saffron Forest. What's Saffron Forest? No. Safaris? No, no, Alex Forest. Yeah. You see how all the trainers were in that... Uh, even not even that. Let's go back to Victory Road, mm-hmm. and for just about every Pokemon game, Victory Road. Yep. How it kind of seems like it's in an open area, but you're essentially, it's like you can go left or right and do what, but there's only one path to get to this thing. Mm-hmm. What they did. Gotta go to the tippy top. Pretty much. We got open areas and Sword and Shield, called the wild areas. Okay. Where yes. At the end of the wild area or the wild zone, there's a hole. There's the exit. But you, there is so much to do. Yeah. Like, it's, it's literally like I, an open area. I could go straight ahead, but this left turn, I'm just... Yes, gonna... eight-way directional movement. <laughs> yeah. Literally eight-way directional movement. You could go everywhere. That could, as, you know, as, granted, as long as you didn't hit, you know, the edge of the sandbox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um... So it wasn't it wasn't like the um like the old Zelda format. It wasn't like a this is an open world. You're free to go and do what you want. But you got it. If go you ahead. end up somewhere where you get your ass beat though, you should have just did what we said. The thing about it though Go here first. No, I don't think I'll do that. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll go back. The thing about back. it is, is you have to go through you have to go through the wild areas. But yeah. what I mean is is like you know like how how usually how route one, route two, like the earlier routes are, like you just have to go in this straight line. There might be one or thing, two or things for you to do mm-hmm. on the left or the right. But you, essentially, yeah. your goal is to get from this point in the route to that point in the route. Yeah, it's, it was it was like a it very, was like a dungeon it, format. It was, it was very like, simple format where it's like okay, you can go your path is straight. You can go left or right, so you know there's something like an item or something. Yeah. Left or right. But essentially... And then you continue you, you, you on You go back straight. Yeah. At least with the open areas, it gave it gave them... It gave us a taste of what it would be like to completely be in a... In like what is essentially an open area. I feel like that is literally all anyone has ever asked for Pokemon. Like, as opposed to the cardinal directions, like I said, in the dungeon format, whereas either 
North, east, west, south. Mm -hmm. You get to go in one of those directions. Now, you could go anywhere you want within this area. I felt I feel like do away with the entire dungeon format. Make the game an entirely open world game. Open world, baby. Make yeah. it an open world game. You could keep the you could keep the grass. Nothing wrong with the grass. They didn't they the thing about it is is that I know this direction Pokemon's going. I feel like that's the direction they're going. But they're holding on to the old format so much. Mm-hmm. Because they are literally going with the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But your fans are tired of it. Mm-hmm. People are like it really is annoying. Like, with the last expansion pass, the entire the last two expansion passes, the entire island and area is op- is open world. Mm-hmm. You could go wherever you want. You could go wherever you want, as long as you don't hit the edge of the sandbox. <laughs> What's this seemingly invisible barrier? I can't seem to get. Do you past. see that? Here's the thing I love so much. On one of the islands, and the Isle of Armor, there's a motherfucking whale lord all the way out in the ocean. You could swim to the whale lord and fight it. Really? Yes. I love that so much. That small feature is so good. Yeah, like, I, again, like, since we started getting all these, um, um, TV screen Nintendo consoles, I feel like that's literally, that is all anyone wanted Boy. of Pokemon. <laughs> Boy, it was so it mm-hmm. and so it's so bad because it's like you have so, so you have so much potential to do something great with Pokemon, but it's like you're afraid to do it. How did it seem as though like with our limited resources in video games back then they we were, were more doing- inventive. Because, like, you're saying all this, and I just I just remembered something. Pokemon Stadium, right? There was a... There was a little dongle thing that you could buy to attach to your controller that had a slot for the Game Boy Color mm-hmm. cartridges. So, if you had a team in red, blue, or yellow... That you wanted to play with in Pokemon Stadium. You could, you could have done and that. And I'm like, but whatever happened to shit like that? <laughs> um, I'd say that they, they did away with the extra accessories. Cause we can do that. Entirely. But it's more like, the end. that was pretty fucking creative in my opinion. Oh, uh, you gotta pay for it now. <laughs> okay. You got Pokemon Home now. Wherein, whereas, that team that you had back in your previous game, pay $5 yearly. You could get that game. You could get the Pokemon off the game. Put it in our dedicated server with our service, and then you could take it off and put it in your new game. Ah yes, nothing gets my gears going more than monthly subscriptions for this and, game that I'm only I mean. going to and, play and like once a week. Mean. It's like you still you still doing the same thing. Like yes, people want to play with the old Pokemon. I get that. But they're literally gonna use the same Pokemon that they used back then. I I realized like here's my thing. I think it was X and Y going into either Sun and Moon. I think it was. Whereas um, I had a team. Mm-hmm. I had a team, and I really liked this team a lot. And I had the opportunity to transfer the team over. But because Nintendo had changed the stats on some of the Pokemon, they were no longer viable. So you know what they did? 
I rebuild the entire team from scratch in the new game. Yeah. I used to do the same thing. That's and to me it was it it, it built a different type of bond with the Pokemon because it's like I love my Needle King. Mm-hmm. I love my Needle King. Just like how um Burn loves Scizor. Scizor is his favorite Pokemon. Needle King is my favorite Pokemon. Like to be like to just say, Oh, I'm just gonna transfer this exact one over. Yes, I have a lot of sentimental value with this particular one, but I feel like a lot of people would be like, eh, I got this Landorus. Yeah, I got this Kyogre. Yeah, I got this Crowgon. Arceus? Bring it on over, bay. It's like, there's no effort for it. We have the it. Lord on our side. That, there's no more effort for it. So it's like, just get the old Pokemon, transform over. We can bother with them, call it that. Mm. That's the end of the story. To me, I feel like, sucks. Sucks. I would definitely say... That's sorry. That's my that's my second second thing. Cut decks in half. Do away with the dungeons. Three. I would definitely say. Don't be afraid to mix it up. Like, don't do the same thing we've been doing all this time. Like, think back in Stadium and Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Like how the Pokemon used to move and shit. The Pokemon don't move and shit. They move. And they, it'd be like... Hey, listen, those graphics doing... back then weren't the best, but God damn it if they didn't make up for in- with enthusiasm. Like, Colise- <laughs> I kid you not, Colosseum, when the Pokemon say, do when you use a certain attack, the Pokemon actually do the attack. And yes, you might say, oh, um, comparatively speaking, using the old animations back then, it was limited, but with the limited technology, look what they did. And it was like, oh, there's less Pokemon. So, you know, we had the opportunity to do, to, you know, to actually do that. But you have better hardware now. Pokemon Coliseum. That game looked bad. That game looked bad even back then. God damn it if I didn't play that game like 20 times. Like, <laughs> the game kept you coming back. And I kid you not, but hey, the announcer had me so in the game, right? You couldn't yeah. tell me that announcer wasn't really in my thing. I'm just like, it's like... It's super effective. Uh. Uh. What the damn thing is that? Dugan, you sheer cold. It's a one hit KO when he's out of here. I was like, oh, man. Like, this man the announcer. Was happy to do his job. That, okay. announcer, that announcer was going in. And I loved it. I, and I fucking loved it. Even uh, Gale of Darkness. For all of its flaws. Oh, boy. For all of its flaws, it still had pretty good animation. It tried. And, and... But, the, but like, with those two games in particular, it's like, they... Maybe that's it. I, I think those two titles weren't exactly, like, their greatest in terms of money making. And they kind of deviated from the norm with that one. Granted... <laughs> I thought Coliseum was kind of pretty badass from for the fact that, like, you were technically playing as someone who was a villain. I thought that was pretty fucking cool. And that was great. <laughs> like, the, the game literally starts off with you blowing up a base and stealing a motorcycle. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and that's what I meant. My thing is, is that don't be afraid to mix it up. Like, do something different with Pokemon. Like, 
don't be afraid to take some risks, take some chances. Yeah, it might not, it might not stick today. Yeah. But somewhere down the line, someone's going to be like, you know, looking back on this, this is really good. This is, I didn't even know Pokemon could be like this. I guess that's why um, I'm excited for Snap because it whereas it, it does look it, really, really it good. It looks so fun. And yeah, this might be the, you know, the nostalgia goggles talking, but games, Pokemon games that weren't part of the mainstream series, they were always a breath of fresh air. Whether they were good or bad, I still enjoyed them. Except Gale of Darkness. Like, no. Like, like, I remember the initial Pokemon <laughs> Snap. I could not with that game. Where you had to knock, where you had to throw apples to knock Charmeleon inside the freaking volcano. To make him to evolve. To make him evolve into Charizard. And Mew, oh god, taking a picture of me, that little son of a bitch. And you had to <laughs> burst him to shit. You had to burst the shit out of Mew so he could drop us down. like, you were the only Pokemon on this goddamn planet. Why can't I take a picture of you? <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Hate you. And then, like, you had to... Like, like there was a part where you're on a, um, you're passing like these valleys and you have to be actively looking out on the water to see if a Lapras will come up so you could take a picture of it. Right. The show that was so freaking cool. Like, I I think, I think it's up, really, I think it's our, it's up to us, you know, like. Maybe the, the game designers that are currently in place are just gonna keep doing what works and what makes money but it's like it's literally people in our age bracket who are gonna think back on the stuff that we grew up on and be like why don't they just wait no i'm they now shit (laughs) i'm they my thing is is that (laughs) the reason why a lot of these game companies won't ever change is because uh, because they can't harass over all the millions of dollars they're making I mean, maybe that's why indie games are thriving because, like, all you have is some takeout, some coffee, a small team, no money, and your creativity. Now yes. you make that shit work. <laughs> like, dude, like I, I can definitely say I'm one hundred percent into indie games now. Mm-hmm. Like I, like if there's a main game that I really, really like, I play it. Like you know, if it's a triple A game that's really, really good, I play it. But indie games are really thing because Hades is an indie game. For sure. Dead Cells is an indie game. Like, uh, Burn is now playing Dead Cells. Ash is playing Dead Cells now. Mm. And I've had, I've told him, like, be prepared to die. Like, I'm alive. <laughs> Little Nightmares 2 is coming out soon, and I can't tell you how I'm excited for that. I am. Oh, yeah. Before we bring on time. Um, we could go on forever. This is our podcast. Shut up. <laughs> the Legend of Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. It's Hey. I know it's Hey. But I want to call him Hey. Or for some, the legend of Lao Shao Hei. Don't look at me like that. Fuck you, saying me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we watched a movie recently, and wow. it was a good movie. Yeah, it was pretty. And good. I may or may not have shed a tear. Shut the fuck up! Don't you look at me like that. <laughs> um. Weak. Listen, Feeble. I, I'm a sap. For a good fucking story, okay? And I, if for anyone who's ever seen Chinese animation, boy, y- you are in for a treat. <laughs> I, this entire thing looks 
great. It looks hand drawn from beginning to end. If I think there was maybe like what what one or two three D moments, but it wasn't so yeah. jarring. Right. So for those that don't know, the Legend of Hay is about a cat demon named, you guessed it, Hay. He's just a little baby boy. And his his home gets destroyed by humans who are basically, they're creating an infrastructure. So they're turning that forest into a city. Don't worry about it. It doesn't exist anymore. And he comes across some goblins. They're not goblins. They are. But, uh, at least that's what, you know. If you look at the IMDb for the movie <laughs> summary, that's okay. what they're called. Okay. But he... He comes across some, you know, other creatures like him, monsters, essentially. They're all referred to as monsters. Mm-hmm. And they're making him feel at home. You know, like, hey, man, we know what it's like. Humans suck. Fuck them. They're always destroying shit and, you know, leaving us homeless. But don't worry. You got us. Yeah, he builds a nice bond with them. Yeah, only for them to be seemingly attacked by a human that has... Massive superpowers for no apparent reason. Like, <laughs> oh man, what was his name? Um, Wu Shen, the human you mean? Yeah, yeah. His name was Wu Shen. I'm, I'm gonna call him Neji because he looks. He looks. Like <laughs> he does look like Neji. He looks like Neji from because that's literally what I said when I introduced him. Who is this Neji looking motherfucker? <laughs> like, like he is ridiculously. Yeah, strong. he is insanely powerful, but um. In the in the mon- with the monsters trying to escape from him because it seems as though like he has a bounty out on them, uh, they they escape but they leave Hay behind. So now Hay is in the company of this human that, f- as far as he knows, and you know, he hates people. Humans suck because they destroy things that you love. So he's begrudgingly in the company of this human, and then. The story, the story progresses. Story from progresses from there. Now it's like a, Hey, is, one of those. I don't want to say chosen ones. It's but it's more like he he is a very powerful child. It's yeah. it's, um, hinted at from the very beginning that hey man you got some cool power in there and he has some good potential and it'll do great things for monster kind if you let it. Yeah. So basically, the whole the the whole crux of the movie is, what side is Hay gonna be on? Because he's a monster, and humans have destroyed his home, and humans will continue to destroy his, like monster homes. Monsters essentially live, I wouldn't say in hiding, but they're the minority. They, even if they choose to integrate within human cities. The thing about it is, is. Um, they do have a whole realm to themselves. They yeah. they have like a whole embassy that they can go to. Yeah, but some basically like the the more radical monsters would say, "Oh, we're just hiding. Why are we hiding when we're stronger than the people?" You know, they outnumber us, but we're better than them. So it yeah. it basically becomes like a whose side are you gonna be on? Like you're a monster, you should fight for monsters. But he's been spending the entirety of this movie with this human who's been nothing but kind to him despite how they were introduced i think my favorite bit between the two of them is the fact that rushan can't cook. cook yeah like i kid you not the entire time like the thing about it is is um after 
after Hei and Wuxian, they were basically stranded in this place. Um, not to spoil too much for the movies, from the movie, but um, they were stranded on this island, um, where all the other monsters were. They didn't leave Hei behind. It's kind of like they they were escaping, and it was he, either he just got left. Yeah, he got yeah, left he, behind. Like they didn't leave him, but he got left. Yeah, it was either <laughs> it's either we. We, we dip out now, or oh, all of no. us are done. Yeah, pretty much. And Wu Xian wasn't exactly in the mood for taking prisoners. From that, at least that was the impression we got. Yeah. And Wu Xian didn't kill Hei or whatnot, so it was like they make a little raft to get off this island because they were trapped on this island. They're trying to leave. And the entire time, like they spent some time together. They 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 had a they had a bonding moment, so they like each other. Yeah. Oh, just for a little uh, context, Wu Shen seems like, he has a lot of powers, but his primary ability seems to be to control um, ma- ma- yeah, metal. So he he kind of has Hay in like a a mag. Basically, the whole movie he has him like in this magnetic um, rope bind. So anytime Hay tries to run away, he just like flicks his hand and. Just has this kid just floating around all over the place, and it's cute. It's, it's like I don't want to hurt you, but you really need to stop escaping. Like this is getting exhausting at this point. Like you, say I don't want to keep you in this metal rope, but you say that. But <laughs> Wu Xian has no, like he barely has any facial expression throughout the, like the entire, the entire beginning of the story. No, like literally, just imagine Neji's face, and that's it. That that is his entire face. The, like that's that is, stoic face. That like, is his mood. <laughs> that, like he is he, like Wu Xian is a mood this entire movie up until they get back to the city. But like he's, but he's also a very nice and empathetic person like he obviously i don't know what evil you know bounty hunter is gonna care if their quote-unquote hostage is fed or they're well rested or it turns out that him and hey they share a similar power so wu shen decides to teach him how to use it and obviously he means he means hey no harm and hey is kind of trying to grapple with the fact that humans are supposed to be bad but this human in particular doesn't seem to be bad so like what what do <laughs> yeah and especially consider that he more or less attacked his new home yeah so he doesn't know but it's like spending time with him spending time with him and getting to know him they basically developed a master and student bond but for me, they're more like brothers. Like Wuxian definitely would be the big brother in the yeah. situation. And he is he is just a child, so yeah. he would he he basically acts and responds the way that a child would in a situation like this. Like he doesn't understand. He doesn't. He doesn't really grasp the nuances of bad and good yet. Just yet. Yeah. He he does he does get more of a feel for it like near the end of the movie and that's just his his character growth but the fighting in it is really good. My God! Like if um, Chinese animation, like I say no more. It's a, a friend of mine was the one who introduced me, well us to the movie, and he showed me a clip, and I kid you not, it was a fight between Wu Shen and this other random monster guy, and I kid you not. As like guy rears up to fight, big build up, and all you see is Wu Shen just kick him down. You see him like 
like get up. Imagine like, uh, like, and imagine like, there's this this guy with a football, right? Like he has the football in his hand and he's juking. Like he's he's running down the field, building like, up speed. And Charlie everything. Brown and Lucy the Wide. Right, and then there's <laughs> this this one guy standing in the middle of the field, just stands away, and he just falls. <laughs> Like, it's like that's really what it's like the yeah. fights like the fights were gorgeous I they would were. definitely say they were gorgeous like if you if you love the 2D animation and like just smooth like mar- if you're a fan of martial arts of any kind movies animation whatever then you're really gonna love the way that it looks but the 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 crux of the story like I said the movie is just like the relationship between Hey and Wu Shen throughout the whole movie, and I don't I, I don't want to spoil like what happens with the monsters that he initially comes across because that's also a major part of the movie. I would just say like it's one of those things where if you're an avid movie watcher or if you've read like any sort of any sort of like, anime. You would probably see the quote-unquote twist coming, but you won't enjoy it any less. And I think that's the mark of a really good movie, where it's even though you could probably see where the movie is going, you still enjoy the way that you get there. Yeah. Um, for me, I definitely say it's it's a nice coming-of-age movie. That's what I felt it was like. Um, it wasn't just... It wasn't corny in any way. It wasn't cheesy. And it was kind of like... You get to see what it's like to build. It was kind of like being a prisoner a prisoner of war. Whereas it's kind of like... You're a prison... You're, like, you're definitely a prisoner on either side. No matter which side you take. But both sides treated you well. So it's like, who do you side with? Right. And then on top of that... You was just the... Wa- the- the viewer, you you look at both sides of the argument, and it's like there's there's a protagonist and there's an antagonist, but then you you understand where they're both coming from, so it's it's kind of like one extremist versus versus the next. It's like neither of you are one hundred percent correct, but, but you're, you're also wrong. not wrong. Yeah, it's kind of like when you start to think about it, it's like hold on, wait. Thanos was right? <laughs> like, hold on. I, mm, wait. Hmm. Thanos was right? <laughs> yeah. It's Unfortunately, like, Thanos was right. I think, I think, hey, being a child also really, um, it really gets you behind his mindset because it's kind of like when we were younger and we, you know, we, we've seen a lot of fairy tale stuff. So it's like when you're, as a child, you root for the hero. But as you get older, you realize that the villain is the villain for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. You understand where they're coming from. That doesn't make them okay. That doesn't make them any less evil. Yeah. But you, you get it. it. You get it. Yeah. And you don't just hate them just for hating them's sake. I feel like when a, when a villain is nuanced like that, I feel like it adds a death to the movie. Or what, whatever media you're... You're um, consuming because for me, when a villain is just doing bad things because they can't. Because bad. Yeah, because bad. It, it feels shallow. It's like, it's like, why was Rita 
Why is Rita trying to kill the Power Rangers? Because man, Rita Repulsa was just fucking evil. That was it. The woman's name is Rita Repulsa. Like... And then it's like, why? And then and then it's like, you realize that, boy, the whole Power Rangers series is more nuanced than a lot of people think. Like, Lord Zed isn't exactly a good person. <laughs> like, Lord Zed is not a good person. However, he's not evil. Actually, extremists have kind of always been my favorite sort of villains. Not Zed. Zordon. Good Zordon. luck. <laughs> Zordon isn't by all means. He is by no means a good guy. Yeah. But by him doing this bad thing, good results happen. So, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Extremists has definitely been my, always been my favorite sort of villains because they're usually like tactical geniuses of some kind. Yep. But they're also just men and sometimes women who are just at the end of their rope like listen this has been happening for ages and i want it to stop pretty much and then sometimes like trying to make the thing stop ends up turning you into the person that you hate yeah and it's crazy but i love stuff like that (laughs) just like the saying goes Either you die a hero or you live long, long enough, enough to see yourself, yourself become, become the villain. villain. Somebody out there will disagree with what you've done, what you've said or done. For sure. Even though it was for the greater good. Yeah. Um, and when I was looking it up, I realized that um, The Legend of Hay was actually a... The, the movie was just a prequel for a um, Flash animation that exists. I haven't watched it or... I think there's also like a web comic, mm. and I haven't seen it, but I'm definitely getting to it. I'm gonna consu- I'm gonna consume it now, like a consumer. <laughs> so, it it was a really great movie, and again, I may or may not have like shed a few tears when the ending came around because I am a pussy. But <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the ending was a bit. It was hot. It was hot warming. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I haven't felt that sort of warmth since a Miyazaki movie. It, it really was hot warming. Like, it daily did touch. It touched, it touched the nerve. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I wouldn't say I tear it up, but I would definitely be like... I'll fucking admit it. I tear it up. I'd be like, you got me. You, you touch me right here in my meow meow. <laughs> I can rip down my heart. But yeah, like it was good. Um, my our friend who he told me about this movie. I swear, like maybe from last year or year before, and I forgot. He sent me the he sent me the YouTube link additionally, and he's like, "When you get a chance, watch this movie." And like me being me with my phone, I I saw it and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." And then I forgot about it, and then like he just recently reminded us, and that's how we we made a date night out of it. We you know. Had some sushi, watched this movie, and I literally messaged him after and was like, I'm sorry I didn't listen. I should have watched this years ago. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, there's a Chinese series going on. It has animals and Buddha priests and Ashuras and stuff. And it's martial arts. And I want to watch it so bad. Because I don't know if it's the main guy. Mm-hmm. But one of the fights I saw was a guy who was a cat guy and he was he was fighting for this elixir of sorts mm-hmm. and it was kind of like it looks so 
fluid. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Yeah, Chinese animation is where it's at, man. Like they August. got it. I'm not gonna lie. I I keep so I sometimes think about the that little YouTube short that we we saw like years ago. The with the two girls who are basically trying to feed this traveling guy. I think it's called um, Kung Fu Kitchen Wars or something like that. Oh. With the, with the big booby chick where like her music was literally people moaning. Ah, oh, I know what you're talking <laughs> and about. And she, she was basically doing like fries and burgers. And then the and other chick was, was traditional, like, traditional Chinese, Chinese food. food. Yeah. And they were just fighting trying to feed this dude. The fighting, like as, as ridiculous as the premise sounds and as short as it was... The fighting in it was just so, so good. It's like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> it was so good. My boy, my boy just wanted to eat. I was you like, yeah, what do you guys want to eat? You got people saying stupid shit like 2D animation is dead, and then you see stuff like this, stuff like that short, like The Legend of Hate. It, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, not dead. I think the thing about it is, is that it's more costly to make a 2D animation. In this day and age, compared to a 3D animation. It's more work. It's more work, and the whole computer thing, it makes it a whole lot easier. But my issue with all of that is, is that technology is supposed to make your work easier, Hmm. not reduce the quality of your work. It feels like that's kind of all we've been getting recently. It's Hmm. just quicker, uh, quickly done projects, but a very low quality, comparatively. Hmm. For me, um, and even and even stands to games like, why why the fuck like we are in the twentieth century? I understand that you want to make you want to see the pores in your human skin when you turn the game on. I understand that. I understand you want that amount of realism. But my God, please give me a finished game, on launch. Give me a complete game that is finished on launch. That's Listen, all I want. That's these companies got to make money. Don't look for any finished. Games. I get that, but look at know. like a few years ago, like God of War, like the like that was a complete game, so DLC no expansion for that, and look how well it did. My thing is, as long as DLCs are going to sell, they're gonna keep happening. Dad of boy was great. <laughs> Dad of boy. <laughs> and then you got oh my god, I just remember this. I upset myself all over again. Oh god. But fuck it, Last of Us too. Oh what? No, don't, no. We're not gonna talk about the Last of Us two. The Last of no. Us two. No, you, you stop that. <laughs> as as controversial as it as as it was, it was a complete game. That is the, the only nice thing he's going to say about the Last of Us was two. Actually finished. That is, that is the only there was thing. No DLCs. The only nice thing he's going to say about The Last of Us 2. Oh, boy. Go to your happy place. I Listen. Oh, boy. During the Game Awards, I have never heard this man scream so damn much. Oh, my God. I thought he was going to burst a fucking blood vessel every time The Last of Us 2 won something. Anyways... (laughs) As a triple A game. It's okay, honey. It was finished. Baby. It honey, was done. Sugar pie. The Light of my life. Finished. <laughs> it's okay. Why can't we have more games like. No, we don't need more games like the last of us, too. But as a triple A game, 
as games like come out in this day and age, I get that you want to go for realism or whatnot, or you want your game to look the best or whatnot. But please, if your game has to be in production for fifteen years, let it be in production for fifteen years. And when you're on like the second or like the fourteenth year, or let's say like your entire plan on making this game is five years. Mm-hmm. Say that you're making this game on year one, and you don't show anything, literally nothing until year four, and you drop trailers, and you drop teasers, and you do all that stuff, and year five, you drop the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you build you build up for the game. My thing is, like, stop giving us incomplete games. Stop giving us incomplete media. Imagine if you go to the movies. I mean, you can't in this day and age, but still. Depends on where you're at. Depends on where you're at. Imagine you going into the movie and it's like, excuse me, had to belt. You get to the hour mark in the movie, but the movie is an hour and 30 minutes long. And it's like, please purchase a brand new ticket to watch the remaining 30 minutes of this movie. I bet. <laughs> Just go fucking home. Like, no. But we're doing it for games. You wouldn't do that for a, for a movie. Why would you do it for a game? Stop it. Stop fucking giving these to game developers our money. Like, yes, I get that you want to... You wouldn't know the game was incomplete unless you purchased the game. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But my thing is, is that we as consumers have to understand that if you don't demand better from the people providing these products, they will never do better. Correct. Stop giving these people your money. Stop giving them your money. Stop giving them your money. Because they ain't going to learn. <laughs> like, believe it or not, like... Guilty Gear Strive, like, it's a fighting game that's coming out um, in this, in later on this year. I think in April or July, mm-hmm. right? It's coming out later on this year. Before the game is even out there already announcing DLC. How are you announcing that there's going to be downloadable content for this game before the game even comes out? Well, they're nothing if not transparent. I'll give them that. <laughs> Like, for me, I hate the fact that Killer Instinct was on the Xbox Street, was on the Xbox One. I hate it. But at the very least, they gave you the complete game for free, but you only had two characters. As they were developing characters, you could think, you could think, because they they themselves said the game is not one hundred percent complete. But in the meantime, you could purchase this. You could like you could have the game completely free. But you only have these two characters. If you want the rest of the game, you'll have to buy it. Mm. But you have access to just about everything. Imagine on day one of buying a game, there's no patches. And you can play the game for however many hours it is. And you get a complete package. Imagine that. In 2021. Imagine that. Pokemon had fucking DLC before the game was finished, mate. Think about that for a second. Your age is showing. Jeez. <laughs> Anyways, let gonna, me stop right there. I found a rat. Gonna get into all the keys, get off your lawn now? Why? Well, I need to get a lawn first. I don't mean to let them get off. But you know what? No, I, I get it. I understand. I think I have the, I had the same tangent with one of my friends recently. It's like, we didn't have this shit, you know? You know what happened when a game was too big to fit on a disc? It had a second disc! <laughs> but, 
Really? Final Fantasy Seven was on three discs. Final Fantasy Eight was on four discs. Final Fantasy Nine was on four discs. Final Fantasy Ten was on one disc. Square Enix, did you do this? <laughs> no, actually. Tales of Symphonia was on two discs. Tales of Symphonia was on two discs. Because the game was so big. Yeah. But you know what? Like, we'll save the tangents for another episode. Like, I know how you feel about, you know, DLCs for video games because... Back in my day, my you paid $50 for a CD and what you paid for is what you got. And guess what? There was nothing else after it. <laughs> my thing is, is I don't mind DLC per se. My thing is, is how are you announcing that there's DLC for this game before the game even comes out? I feel like it doesn't fit the context of like every game, you know? Like, okay. I can see where it, I can see where it has its advantages mm-hmm. because let's just. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna use Little Nightmares as an example. Little Nightmares does not seem like the sort of game that'll have DLC. Mm-hmm. But it did. And it expanded on the story. Now, I don't know what the reason for it was. But let's say there was just, I guess, you thought of this story, you was the developer, you thought of the story, and you think, okay, cool, this is cool right where it is. But wait, what if, and then you do, you add something that expands the story. And the thing is, like, even in that instance, I didn't pay for that it's literally hey this dlc is available go and just go and download it why don't you let's see that's what i mean i mean like if it's like something that's in hindsight is like that expands on the story itself Mm -hmm. that's fine don't don't say that you have there's gonna be downloadable content that means before the game comes out because that means that there's gonna be content for this game that, that we're going, going to, to keep from you unless you give us more money. Unless you give us more money before you even purchase the game. That makes no sense. Yeah. No, I get it. Like I said, it's. I guess it's just about using your discretion. Like It doesn't suit the context of every game. If you can make a complete game and just have somebody pay like one singular price for it, be my guest. And then, you know, have people spend money on stupid shit like weapons and costumes and things that people used to spend money on anyway for me i felt like in the most recent years the one game where i didn't mind the dlc because it was it was actually well implemented was monster on iceborne yeah because world when world came out world was great world was good it had its flaws here and there but it was pretty good and then iceborne comes out it adds new mechanic it adds a new mechanic and add some new monsters and whatnot. But guess what? You got your money's worth. You because did. Because no matter what, the one thing I love about Monster Hunter all around, the one thing I love about Monster Hunter all around is that their, their monster DLCs are free. Mm-hmm. What Iceborne was, despite the fact you might say it was a DLC, it wasn't really. It was an expansion. Yeah. It only added was, on to what was already there. That was a, that was a literal game all on its own. Like... And the thing about it is, it's like you couldn't play Monster Hunter Iceborne without finishing Monster Hunter Work. Right. 
So you have to play um, the base game first in order to get to the expansion. But that should tell you something. It's an expansion, not a DLC. Mm-hmm. Because if it was a DLC, it'd be like, here's a brand new story. You can play this all on your own. You don't need the base game. Like, well, we're what's the point? <laughs> but that's the reason why I like it. Because it was an expansion. And the thing, what Monster Hunter always does that I really like, because I played it from the handheld, from 3, from 3U, is that Monster DLCs were free. Cosmetic DLCs were free. The only thing you have to do is fight the monsters or complete the quest, and you get the content. Yeah. You you're, get hey, this thing. It's, that, that doesn't sound like a realistic idea. Completing stuff in the game in order to get stuff that's all already in the game. That's stupid. My, and I could just throw three ninety nine at it and get it one shot. <laughs> My, my Let me stop is, before you burst a blood vessel. I might. My thing will always be if I'm gonna pay for extra content, let it be extra content that I that I may want. Mm-hmm. Not things that I need. Like for instance, I, I hate I don't particularly like I'm fifty fifty on DLC and fighting games. My thing is is that I feel like, I forgot which game it was, where the DLC fighters were free. I can't remember what it was. Where all you have to do is just download the expansion. The only thing you would pay for would be costumes and stuff like that. I can't remember what it was, which game it was. But it's a, I wouldn't say it's a fairly new game, but it's a recent game. Whereas, you have all the characters in the game. In the base game. And then as more characters come out, you just download the game. You just download the characters and whatnot. You would have to play through the game to get colors, costumes, and all that other jazz. And I was like, that's good. But if you really want this prestige stuff or this really nice costume or this really nice weapon or whatnot, then you'll have to pay. You know? Mm -hmm. I feel like in that regard, that is really good. That's a good marketing. Like... It's like, let me pay money because I just want to be an asset and look flashy. It's not necessary, but I want it. And I got like two ninety nine to spare. That's it. Not fucking, not fucking. Hey, give us seven dollars for this character. And you may or may not like. By the way, you may or may not like the character. That's also the thing. You may or may not like this character, but you're spending like six, seven dollars for this character. But if you buy the season pass, spend twenty five dollars from the get go, you'll get it. In actuality, when he's saving a dollar though, so don't don't hold your breath too much. However, comma, you still have to pay in-game currency or do these things to unlock these other costumes. And you don't unlock all the costumes. You only unlock like one or two at a time. Or you have to spend so much in-game currency to get these four costumes. And then we're going to sell you the remaining costumes. Because, you know, we don't want you to unlock all the content in the game. You remember in Melee when we had to do like the most ridiculous shit to unlock, unlock characters? Oh my God. And then you had to fight them and beat them in order for you to have them? Yeah. Yeah, I could I could see where uh, for me I could see where a lot of people would be uh pissed off at this current um <clears throat> notion it's of climate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, I would definitely say I I like um Smash Ultimate. Smash Ultimate's approach to DLC. Because you literally have every character in the game, including the new characters, on base game. So far, they've already went through their season one of DLC. They're on their season two. But here's the thing. 
You don't have to buy those characters. You don't have to buy those characters. You can literally play the base game, which still has 70-something characters, like 71 characters. You can imagine a game in this day, a fighting game in this day and age, and you have 71 characters. Oh, this I game would be lucky option. if they have 10 characters starting off. <laughs> Guilty Gear Strive have 15, I think. Which is a lot, I guess. I mean, considering that people usually only play like play with like two or three characters anyway. I mean, out of all of this, I think there's like, what? Two new characters? So, out of this 15 characters, you get 13 old characters. And two new characters. Yay. And then you get DLC. <laughs> I see you feel very strongly about the DLC. My thing is, it's like... That's, that's interesting. I never really knew how... I thought about DLC. How you felt about it, yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm 50-50 on DLC. I just want a complete game on launch. Give me a complete game. For me, Street Fighter Five had, like, what? Jeez. I think they had, like, 14 characters, seven on each side, starting off. And then everything else was DLC. I think Street Fighter has, like, 40 characters now, give or take. It might be too much. 32. It's somewhere in that ballpark range. In between the 30 to 40. 30 to 40 range. Mm. And it's not bad. It's just terrible. Wow. Because it's like, if I don't buy the expansion pass, I have to pay full price for these characters. But I, but to spend all, but I'll have to spend money for all these characters that are coming out. And I, I'm not going to play with all of these characters. I just want to play with the one character. So you'd be like, why don't you just spend the money on the one character? Okay, but I'm paying full price for this one character. And not everything comes with this character. Like, I bought I bought Cody. I bought Cody. This is when I started playing Street Fighter V again. Because I didn't I didn't have Cody before. And I was like, I played Cody in Street Fighter IV. I like him. I don't like how he looks. He looks like a, he looks like a preppy boy and I hate it. But it was like, you know what? Let me play. Let me play some Cody. And I shit you not. Starting off, the dude only has two costumes. He only has two colors. If you want the rest of the colors, you have to pay. You have to play in the survival mode. When you beat survival mode, you unlock one color. And? Oh, if you play that same exact difficulty again, you don't get that. You don't get a different color. You have to play on a different difficulty, and you might get more colors. The first, I think, on easy or normal. I think on easy you get like seven fights. On normal, you have like fifteen. On like medium or intermediate, you have like thirty, and on like hard, you have like fifty or a hundred. I ain't got time for all that. Real dog. Like, I can understand, like, um, there was, it was a YouTuber, a YouTuber's brother. The YouTube channel is Vesparket, and he had his brother playing with him, and he was explaining it. And I could kind of agree with his approach. It's kind of like, give us the game. Give us the base game. If there's DLC, let us do things for the character. If the if people want to purchase the character without doing these things... Give them the option as opposed to saying, oh, I gotta, I have no choice but to pay for this character. Right. Yeah. You know? No, if you don't want to give the character away for free, give us a ridiculously hard in-game thing to do. Yeah. It's like in all Call of Duties, 
or even an old Overwatch. It's like in order for you to get certain trophies for characters, you have to do like these ridiculously hard things. It's like with Widowmaker, when you Spider Man your way up a, up a thing, and while you're airborne, you have to kill somebody with a headshot. <sighs> or with Mercy, you have to resurrect your entire team one time without dying. That was way back in vanilla Overwatch. It's a lot. It is a lot. Well, you know what? But people do it. People yeah. have done it. People have trophies for it. It's like, you mean I get to choose skill over spending my money? Is like, no, that's not stupid. Why would I do that? <laughs> like, if you want this, like, let colors be. If you want additional colors, do these in-game stuff for it. Give everybody the option of having colors 1 through 6 or 1 through 8 or 1 through 10 or however much colors you want to start the game off. But if they want these additional colors, they can pay for it. Mm. Or they can do these in-game things that are challenging but they're but they're doable yeah you know like make it an either or like i don't understand why that wasn't an option from the get-go like it was an option and then people was like oh people would rather pay for it let's take away the option for them to to do either or and only pay for it what about us what about us who like to test our skill levels and want to unlock things in the game by getting better and stronger and faster fuck you oh. that's what okay i hate it I'm sorry you hate it, hon. I hate it so much. Would you yeah. like would you like a kiss? There. Not in front of all the kids. But yeah, I feel like I can rant about this all day if you give me the opportunity. But I feel like we're well done. So we'll start to wrap it up. So Alright, get the condoms. Fuck's oh. a condom. <laughs> Anyways. So uh Thank you, folks, for joining us for another episode of Dream Age. This will be the first episode of the year. Starting the year off good. I would say so. We're, we're already like 15 not, hours Not in. the first episode uploaded for the year. The first episode we are doing for I the said year. what I said. This okay. is the first episode of the year. I have to clarify. No. No, we don't have to. Uh, our listeners won't, won't care either which way. To our 15 listeners who listen to us. Thank you. We appreciate you. I mean, maybe after that last episode, it might have dwindled down to like three or four. So to the five <laughs> listeners who, who who now listen to us, we appreciate you. Thank you for a bit of sticking with us for the last year, and hopefully you could, you know, stick with us throughout this new year. Hopefully. Hopefully. So, uh... Hashtag you know, no starving artists for 2021. No starving artists for 2021, even though we're all starving artists. So, uh... Uh, it's been a good episode uh, we'll see you folks in the next episode where we talk about another polarizing topic that's gonna get a lot of people in a tizzy yeah but this is gonna be one of those things where like I don't get aggressive and I don't like fight tooth and nail for something very very often but this means a lot to me and I will lose friends with this yeah only if they feel some bad Bye. Hey, the episode. Bye. Wait, who the hell is Jimmy? <laughs> <laughs>